For God, you are worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Father, I thank you for doing a work that only you can do. I thank you, Father God, that your people's hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on today. I bind, Father God, every demonic force that would even try to come out against us on today. That would even try to keep us, God, from receiving this engrafted word with meekness because it is able to save our souls. Father, I thank you that as I open my mouth, Father God, that you, Father God, would bring to my remembrance through the Holy Spirit, God, what you would have for me to say. For, Father, it's not about me. I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Father, I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, be our teacher, be our helper today. Lead us, guide us into all truth. Reveal unto us today. Holy Spirit, illuminate this word. Let it become light unto us. Let it become so much of an illumination, a revelation unto us, that when we open our mouths, it's like a fire. And it devours everything going on around us. It's like a hammer which breaks the rocks into pieces. It's like a two-edged sword. So, Father, I humbly submit myself to you. I humbly submit myself unto the Holy Spirit on today. And I thank you, Father God, for what you have already done, God, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I want to take you back to a place. That we all should be familiar with. Go to Genesis chapter 1. God is bringing us into remembrance of some things. Sometimes we have to be brought back to remembrance of what God has already said. Amen. Genesis chapter 1. Shouldn't take you long to get there. Not unless your Bible is full of things. That you have to move out the way. Genesis chapter 1 says. In the beginning. God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. What I want to talk about is God said, God saw, and it was good. God said, God saw, and it was good. God was reminding me that at times we have to stand on what God is saying. But I'm going to go back to that first verse when it says, in the beginning, God created. We went over this before because I said we have to know him for who he is. When we come to know God for who he is, when things come upon us or try to come upon us or when things begin to happen in our lives, because we know who he is, we don't get so frantic. We don't get so fearful. Don't get me wrong. Fear will come. But when it comes, when we know who he is, then we don't have to be focusing on what has come. We focus on who he is. And I believe at this point, the church, some people, the church, which we are the church, have taken our minds off of who he is. When we keep our mind on who he is, y'all, no matter what comes, we know who he is. 
And we know that whatever comes is not going to overtake us because he's already overtaken what's yet to come. And he's already made a way of escape. God said he will put no more on us than we can bear. Y'all, he is God. So we have to stay here at verse one again. It says, in the beginning, God, which means Elohim. That's why it got create after. God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Did you hear this? It was God. It was nobody but Elohim. Create means he put something in existence that did not exist. So God took something that did not exist. Catch it. Something that was not there, God brought it into existence. Why? Because he is Elohim. He is Elohim. Without Elohim, nothing that's made would be made. Let's stop right there. I want you to take the time to think about the verses of scripture. Let the word of God become alive. It needs to come alive. It needs to give you life. Sometimes we rush through the word of God when it's life in his word. We need to go into the word and say, God, I want to receive the life of Christ from this word today. It ain't about me, God. I want to receive life that's in this word. And when you open up your heart to this life, your atmosphere begin to change. Your situation began to change because you're recognizing he is God. He is God. He created everything. The Bible say in the beginning was God. That means before anything existed, God was there. He's the self-existing God. God don't depend on nobody for his existence. Catch it. He does not depend on anyone for his existence. Man did not create God. Man didn't do it y'all. Elohim created the heaven and the earth. Everything you see did not come from man. So we got to take our eyes off of man. And put our eyes on who he is. He is God. He is Elohim. He's the one and true living God. There is no other God but him. We're putting everything above God. Nothing should go above God. Nothing or no one should be put in the place of God. It is proven when Satan said, I will, I will, I will descend above. God had to let him know, no, you won't. He knocked him down to the earth. He said, it's no other God but me, only me. I am the one and true living God. Y'all got to catch the first part. He is God. There is no other God but him. Nothing would have been created if he didn't create it. Nothing would have been made if God did not make it. Go to Psalms 90 verse 2. We want to follow through with the word because the word is true. In Psalms 90 verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. So that proves that he was here before anything was created. Before anything was brought into existence, God was. God was, he is. 
So we have to know that. We have to really meditate on that and say, God, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have breath in my... Y'all think about it. If it wasn't for God touching you, you wouldn't even wake up in the morning. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be. Because God brought us into being. So if the same God that created the heaven and the earth, why do we get so thrown off course when things happen in our lives because we forget that he is God we forget that he is all-knowing we forget that he is present he's everywhere we forget that he is all-powerful he is God sometimes we want to go into the word to find scriptures to make people see that we heal we deliver we set free you can do nothing without God We try to find things to make people think that we know. You know nothing without God. Nothing. So when we try to do it our way to prove ourselves, or sometimes we try to do stuff to prove that God is a healer, you don't have to prove him. You don't have to prove God. God is who he say he is. He don't need for you to prove him to nobody. He is the creator. He is the maker of all things. He made you. You didn't make yourself. Quit trying to tell God what to do. He knew you before you was even known. He is God. That's what he wants us to know. He said, I'm God and I'm God alone. Nobody takes my place. We're putting people in the place of God. The person you spend the most time with is your God. The one you talk about the most, the thing you talk about the most. If you're always talking about your husband, if you're always talking about your wife, if you're always talking about your job, if you're always talking about what you got, what you have done, you don't put that above God. God should be the center of everything. God should be the one we talk about the most. That's why I always say, To God be the glory for all he has done. I don't care when people come at me with something. I say to God be the glory. I couldn't have done it without him. It's no longer I. God had to get me a long time ago when I was murmuring, when I was complaining and I was walking through the house. God said, you've been crucified. He's telling me, get over that murmuring and complaining. You've been crucified with Christ. This ain't about you. And I had to learn that verse. And that's why I say the verse all the time. I made that verse so much a part of me that when I open my mouth, when I shouldn't open my mouth, God let me know. It ain't about you. It's about what he done. You representing him, not yourself. We get so caught up with us. We want people to see us. God said, I want people to see me through you. I want to get the glory. I want your light to shine before men so they can see my good works. So I can be glory. He didn't say you. He said, so I can be glorified in heaven. So they will know that you're my daughter. You're my son. You belong to me. I created you. You didn't create yourself. So get off of you. Get off of what you did and how you did it. You need to say, I could not have done it without the Lord on my side. I would not have made it without him. He blessed the works of my hands. 
everything I do should be about him, not about me. I do what I do for him. Because in him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. This is why sometimes we get knocked down and we get in a place of humility until we recognize that he's God. So that's why that first verse says, in the beginning, Elohim. It was him, it was God who created. And then it goes on to say, how the earth was. And he said the earth was without form. There was nothing there, y'all. It was empty. It was void. It was chaos. Now, this is what the Lord had me to do. He said, I want you to stop for a while. He said, when I say nothing there, you can see nothing. You can't even make of that because it was darkness all the way around. He said, there was nothing there. God was letting people know I had to bring into existence what did not exist because there was nothing there. Man did not do that. He said, I brought into existence what did not exist. Y'all got to catch the first part because when I get down here with the rest, you're going to understand where God is coming from. He said, I want people to know, I know how up your life may appear to be. I know that it looked like it's all messed up and looked like there is no hope. But have you forgotten that I'm God? Have you forgotten that everything about you has already been written? Have you forgotten that I know? He said, you act like I don't know. You act like I don't know when you're going to be sad. You act like I don't know when you're going to be depressed. You act like I don't know when sickness is going to come to your house. You act like I don't know when death is knocking at your door. You act like I don't know when ain't no money in the house. You act like I don't know when the kids are missing a pair of shoes. You act like I don't know when your husband disrespects you. When your wife act like she got another man. You act like I don't know. You act like I'm not God. You act like I didn't know this virus was coming before it came. You act like I didn't know. He said, that's why my son scratched his arms wide. He said, that's why my son. He said, he already died for what you act like. He already died for COVID-19. He already died for what's coming after COVID-19. He already died for cancer. He already died for AIDS. He already died for tuberculosis. He already died for hip pain, knee pain. He already died for sinus He died for it. I knew what was coming. That's why he died. And you act like... I don't know. You come to me and tell me stuff. Like I don't know. I knew what they were going to do before they did it. And you act like I'm not God. And I'm not who I say I am. He said, do you really know me? Because if you know me, you wouldn't be going back and forth with me. Mm -mm. 
the people that's supposed to know me, the ones that come in and out of the house of God, the ones that tell people it's all right. You don't even believe it's all right yourself. You speak it with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You want people to think you know, but you're living a life like you don't know. Because when you know my words, when a storm come and you hear my sayings and you doing my sayings, no matter which way that storm come, your house, you're not going to be moved because your house is built upon a rock. It ain't going to sink. It can't be moved because you know me and you're standing on what I said. But when you don't take heed to what I said, sink. Your house is going to sink because you build it upon sand. You didn't build it upon who I am. Not on you, but on who I am. God said, you got to catch this. He said, I wasn't even by myself in this. He said, we had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He said, I had some help. He said, we're one, but we got different functions. And what we do, we come together. And he said, that's what I want the body of Christ to do, to be in unity, just like we are. We help one another out. See, God already knew what was going to go on, so he brought Jesus in, the word in on what was going to go on. And then Jesus brought the Holy Spirit in what needed to be carried out. See, we got to understand that's why you have the word in the beginning, which is Jesus. You have the Father, which is the source. But then you have the Holy Spirit waiting. He's waiting for God. Why? He said, because I want to release the power of God. So, first of all, you got to know that God is. You got to know that God exists. Church, we act like sometimes that he don't exist because we talk about more of our problem. And sometimes we don't talk about it, we think about it. The more you keep reminiscing on what somebody else said, keep them out of the equation. Because once they said it, you're supposed to avoid out what they said through what God has said. And you don't even have to go back and let the enemy remind you of what they said because God's word should overpower what they said. God said, remind me of my word. He didn't say remind him of what they said. Ain't that what he said? Command ye me of what? According to what? He didn't tell you to remind him of no COVID-19. That's what we do. Well, God, you know COVID-19 is right around the corner. God, don't let me walk up on somebody that's round the corner. Lord, don't even let them come in contact with me. I don't care who it is. Keep them away from my house. We don't know that he's still God. Do we really know, y'all? Let's just be real. God already know your heart. He already know your heart. And some of us trying to fool God. We're trying to tell people something and we don't mean it because our heart is far from what we're saying. Don't tell me you love me and you know you hate me. 
Don't tell me you satisfied with me and you out doing what you want to do. Oh, that's just a lie from the pit of hell. How can somebody be satisfied with somebody and out with somebody else? Don't, don't feed that to me. That's a lie. See, I bind that lie in Jesus' name. Come on, you got to confront what's confronting you. You ain't confronting the person. You confronting the spirit that's using the person to stand in front of you and act like God don't know. Have you ever been in front of a person and God done gave you the whole spill? Just like Gehazi. Y'all remember old Gehazi hung with Elijah. He knew Elijah's reputation before God. But he had the audacity to lie. But Elijah, he put him in place. Elijah put him in place. He let him know God already done showed him. Don't y'all know when you got a person that's serving God, that's in the word of God, God already know what you're going to say before you say it, and he's not going to let them be made a fool of by you. Amen. So the part I want to go to now is when you know who God is, you can trust what God says. Amen. The Bible says God said. Did y'all see that? Elohim said. The creator said, the one who's the maker of everything said. Did it say man said? You sure about that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think so. Because people is talking too much about what man say. People are standing too much on what man is saying. Now let me tell you something. Man can say. But when you know it's not truth and what man is saying, you don't come into alignment with it. Some of us have come into alignment with a lie and we don't even see the lie because what they're saying is benefiting us even though it's a lie. Let me say it again. We agree with man if it benefits us, even though it's a lie. We accept that lie because we want what man is issuing out to us. Elijah would not take from, who was it? Naaman. Because he didn't want Naaman to look at him as selling what God had. So he knew this ain't my doing. It's God's doing. So I'm not going to take all this from you. So you would think it's what I done. No, you keep it. This is God. But Gehazi say, you idiot. You better get that stuff and get me a little bit of it. See, he went behind his back. But when we know who, y'all, when you know who God is, no matter what people are offering. Okay, go back to Abraham. When Abraham won that battle, he knew he won it through God. So he told him, I'm not taking nothing from you. Because he knew it come through God. It didn't come through him. It come through God through him. So I'm telling you, we got to quit taking stuff when we know something is wrong with what we're taking. Sometimes we say, well, it get me over. How long? How long, <clears throat> long is it going to carry you? So we say, God said. Who said? Who said? Who said? Who said? Who is God? Elohim. Elohim. 
He's the creator. He's the one that's speaking. God said, let there be. So God is beginning to speak what he wants to be. Now, first of all, you got to get this. I'm taking you back somewhere. Y'all know where I'm going. Go to Numbers 23, 19. Y'all should be dreaming about this, especially Brother Willie. It's a good thing that Brother Willie is not an offensive person because he'll be mad at me because everybody going to get to know Brother Willie worldwide. They're going to say, I want to meet this Brother Willie because she always got something to say about Brother Willie. I bring it on when it comes to Brother Willie. I have to. I have to remind him, amen? Look at Numbers 23, 19. Y'all know this is dealing with, just give you a little history, Balak. Balak saw how um, numerous Israel was. And when people see people outnumbering them, they got to get rid of them. So he went to Balaam, to, which was a sorcerer. He wanted him to speak over. Now y'all see how words are. Check it out. Only thing he wanted him to do was speak over it. Y'all got to get it. Your words have power. He went to someone that knew witchcraft, sorcery, and he said, this is what I want you to do. But God came to Balaam and said, you only speak what I tell you to speak. Look how God let him know. I'm over you. You ain't over me. So he told him this. This is what Balaam told Balak. God is not a man. Let's stop right there. I'm going back. Y'all, I got to. I got to. Because some of us go back to man. And we wait on what man has to say. Have to say. Do we not? We wait to see what man is going to tell us before we can go about our business. But Balaam was only repeating what God told him to repeat. He said, I want you to tell him God is not a man. Matter of fact, God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him, catch it, in spirit And in truth, he said, God is not man. Say, neighbor, God is not man. Get your focus off of man. Say, get your focus on God. God is not man that he should lie. Why would he put that in there? To let us know man will lie to you. I don't care who they are. Let me tell y'all something. I had to learn something being born again. You know how sometimes people call you all the time and want something? And sometimes you don't know how to say no. You, you just give it to them but then you get tired. So you begin to lie and say you don't have it. Some of you probably done that recently. Let me say it again. I'm going to prove this. 
People say, I ain't no liar. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. I believe God is laughing in heaven. Because he heard some of you this morning. When you told a lie, but it wasn't a straight out lie. It was just a, I can say in between lie, but it was still a lie. When somebody asks you a question, I'll give you another one. How this look? That look good on you, liar, liar, pants on fire. You know it don't look good, and you let them go out knowing it didn't look good. But you didn't want to tell them because you didn't want to hurt their feelings, and you didn't want them mad at you, so you became a liar. God is not man that he should lie. Put on something and ask the Holy Spirit how it looked. You knew how it looked before you put it on. Glory. That's how he answers. And you act like he ain't talking to you. You knew that shirt was too low before you bought it. And no pins can pin it up to your neck. Because the Holy Spirit told you no. But you looked at the mannequin, which is a dummy that don't talk, that don't move. And she looked good in it, so you thought you would look good. She was more flat-chested than you. You forgot that part, didn't you? But you bought it anyway because you thought you would look good. Why didn't you ask the dummy how you look? So it's proven. Man. Oh, Holy Ghost. I got to go here. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That means you tell them the truth. If I ask my husband how something look, and he look at it too long, I know it don't look right. And he can't just be sitting there. He trying to look at it all kind of ways. Well, I know that don't work. Let me pull it off. Well, you ain't give me a chance to answer. You already answered. Give you another one with husbands. Put on something that's appealing to them. That look good, baby. See how quick they answer? Hello, somebody. God is not man. That he should lie. So if we go to God, we're not putting him in the category with man because man is going to say one thing. But when you go to your father, you don't put him in the category with man. Man may say you're going to die in six months. But when you go to your father, he said you ain't going to die but live and declare the works of the Lord. So are you going to go on? What they said, are you going to go on? The one you spend more time listening to is the one you're going to go on. God is not that he should. So that tells you God is not a what? And then it goes on to say, Apostle there, she said, yes. Neither the son of man. That he should repent. One thing that I know is, once it's written, it's written, and it's not going to change. Amen. I give you proof. It's proof in the pudding. 
Here we go with Abraham again. Y'all just keep going back over stuff you already had. For some reason, we need it. Because we fluctuating too much. And I'm going to tell you why you're fluctuating in a minute. But Abraham had a promise from God. Did he not? God told him he was going to have a son. Now, God come to him in his mm, kind of years when he could have. Right? But then all of a sudden, it wasn't happening. So Abraham knew I'm too old. And Sarah's too old. But God already spoke it. It's already written. It cannot be changed. Y'all catch it. Whatever God says cannot be changed. This is why he says, nor the son of man, that he shall repent. God is not going to change it. Whatever he says, he's not going to change it because it ain't based on you. It's based on him. So Sarah told him to sleep with Hagar. But God already gave him the promise. So God didn't say, Abraham, I already know you're going to sleep with her. So just void it out. You ain't getting no son now. Because you're going to mess up. I already know what you're going to do before you do it. So I'm going to avoid that. He didn't do that. Abraham slept with Hagar. God still gave him the promise. Why? Because God is not man. What am, y'all, my baby's leaping. What am I trying to tell you? No matter what you do. It ain't going to change God. It's not going to change what he's already said. The only thing change is you from believing what he's already said. This is what really grieves me. People will come to you in prayer. They'll tell you, can you pray for so and so and so and so? You You say yes and you begin to speak the word. But then you begin to say, but this is what they said. Don't pray for me. Don't pray for me. Mm-mm. Don't, don't pray for me. See, that's why you need to know who you go to in prayer. Because they already told you what they said. But what you're doing is bringing the word on what God said. And the only way you can bring that word is to be in fellowship with that word. Is to be in a relationship with that word. And when you begin to open your mouth, you're going to speak only what you believe. So God is not man that he shall lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. The Bible says, have he said. That's God. It didn't say man. It said have He said, and shall he not do it? Wait a minute. Let's stop right there. Who said it? Who said it? If you know God said it, you should know it's already done. If you know God said it, you should know it's already done. You're not waiting on it to get done because your body ain't acting like it's done. If God said it, it is done. No matter what the physical... Have he said it? Have he said it? Wait a minute. Do you know what he said? Come on. Do you know what he said? Have you been in here long enough to really know what he said? Come on. We always tell people we know what God is saying, but we ain't doing what he's saying. You got to hear what he says, and then you got to do what he said. 
Have he? Don't be telling people this verse when you know you ain't doing it. He said, and have he said, and shall he not do it? Of have he spoken, that means commanded. And shall he not make it good? Why? Because he is God. When you know who he is, it don't matter how people come back at you. You say what he said. You don't say what they said. When you talk about all the time what they said, then you putting God in the category. You got two people here. God's supposed to wipe out what they said. Because once they tell you what they said, that's what they believe. But we got to get into the word of God to believe what he, you know what, I'm a, and this, this is the truth. This is nothing but the truth. People get so mad when you give them truth from the word, they say you are lying. No, they're calling God a liar. They're saying what you saying don't make sense. It don't make sense to you. Because you ain't where you need to be in him. When you where you need to be in him, you won't be coming at me. Because when you come at me, you coming at him. I'm only the messenger. So what people do is when man say this is happening, we denying what's happening. We're saying this is what God say should be happening. We're changing your mind to the kingdom way. And not the world's way. But people that's supposed to be Christians. Get mad at you. For reminding them who God is. Because they have listened. To man so long. I'll give you an example. Have y'all ever watched somebody for so long. And hearing what they say. And have not turned away from it. That when a person tell you that's not true. You rail up like a bull. And you ready to fight him. Because you believing in what that man is saying. But it's contradicting what the word has already said. You don't even want to hear the word. Because what they say is true. But God lets you go behind the scene. And he lets you know. No they're twisting my word. That's not what I said. And if you're not in the word the way you need to be. Uh uh you're going to miss it. So we got to hear from God instead of, y'all, some people wait by the tube to see the conclusion of the matter. They do. How long do you wait here? Where are we more fine-toned with? The word of God or media? Y'all know sometimes we can watch television and we don't miss a beat. On telling people what happened at the movie theater. We can go through that whole movie. You can ask them a verse in the scripture. And they'll be like. Uh, 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 um, I'm not sure where that is. But we can catch a movie. And not miss a beat. Tell them the clothes. Tell them everything. So what God is saying. He want us to know. He's not man. God said let there be. We got to know who's saying this, y'all. This is God. 
Why? Because when we trust fully in God, we trust in his word because he is his word. That's why the Bible says in Psalms 89, 34, my covenant, my agreement will I not break. Remember through Abraham generation, they were cutting the food. But God said, because I made a covenant with Abraham. He said, I'm not going to break that agreement. He said, my covenant, my agreement will I not break. Nor alter, nor change the things which have come out of my lips, have come out of my mouth. I'm not changing it. He said, these are my words. And I'm not changing my word because my word is forever. Y'all know what forever mean? It's forever settled in heaven. Quit believing what somebody tell you. They change. They'll change on you. Not purposely. Sometimes people don't do it on purpose. It's because they're man. And God knows they're human. My husband, your husband, your wife can tell you things. And they mean it. But things change, y'all. Things begin to happen. They can tell you they're going to buy you a house. And they're working towards the house. But something begins to change. They can't keep that promise. But if God said the house is yours, no matter what comes, that is not going to change. Because God ain't going back on his word just because your finances don't look right. Or just because man say, no, God said, what did I say? So you got to try him by his word. If God is telling you something, you should know God is not going to go back on his word. God said, my word will not come back to me void. Let my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It's not going to come back to me void. It's going to go out and be what I have sent it to be. He says, it's not going to come back to me empty. He said, it's going to accomplish that that I have sent for it to accomplish. Y'all, when we grab hold to that, we should know that God don't change. The word tell you that he does not change. He remained the same. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I change not according to Malachi, the third chapter. God ain't changing. So no matter how you whine, no matter how you pout, whatever situation you're in, God lets you go through that situation to break you so he can make you. Sometimes we, well, if God is God, why am I still there? It's because of you. It ain't because of God. God promises don't change. Whatever he said, he's already done. But God said, I got to break you down to make you. Because you making this about you, you making it about everybody else. God said, I want you to see me in this and know that I'm doing a work in you. He said, so you're going to stay there until I finish. And sometimes we have to back off while God is doing the work. Even though we want to get involved, God said, back off. He said, because I'm doing a work. I remember Brother John when he wanted to be delivered, y'all. John wanted to be delivered for some things. And people was thinking during that time that John was so spiritual and John had it going on. He told y'all this. He had it going on and everybody following him and telling him this and telling him that. But guess what? He knew God had me watching. I was watching and waiting for an opportune time. What was I watching and waiting for? For him to humble himself and say, Pastor, I need help. And one day he did it. 
He got tired of the same thing. Y'all know his testimony. Say he would leave church, go home and smoke, smoke him some marijuana. Yeah. I'm not telling you anything that he has not told. He said he would go home and he would do things that he shouldn't have been doing. And then he said, but he got tired one day. And he began to cry out to the Lord. He said, I want the Holy Spirit to come in and I want him to be like a consul. I want it to burn up everything in me that's not of God. And I remember God had me teaching on the Holy Spirit. And as I was teaching on the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit do, all of a sudden I was turned this way and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, turn around and tell him, you asked for it, now I'm going to give it to you. So I turned around and just lightly touched him and told him what God said. And Brother John stayed in a chair position through that whole service and couldn't move. And he looked up at me, he said, Pastor, help me. Help me, Pastor. I said, oh, Lord, that's my sheep. He needs some help. So I go over there and I pick up his hand and God said, let him go. I said, okay. He said, I'm not through with him yet. He worked with him that whole night. He said he couldn't even get out of the bed. God was dealing with him. But guess what? He asked God and God heard his heart. Come on, let's quit playing with God. When God hear your heart, he can work with you. See, when those Israelites was crying out from the heart, when they were in bondage and they was crying out from God, God heard their heartfelt cry. God know when you're ready for change. Some of us say we're ready. God, if you get me out of this, I won't do this anymore. You're lying. God said, I already know what you're going to do. It's already written. Come on, be honest with me. Just be honest. God, if you get me out of this, then yeah, I'm going to go back and do what I always done. Because you think you above God. Some of us don't know, we, how can I say this? We bring death on ourselves by not listening. We bring death on ourselves by not listening. Just like the man, God gave him a word and he told him not to go back the same way he came. He brought death on himself. For not being obedient to what God was telling him. When God sends somebody to you. And he's telling you, don't do this. You better take heed to what God, that's just how much he loves you. You ain't hearing him. So he said, I'm going to send somebody else to you and let you know, don't go that way no more. Don't do this. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. It may not be happening right then, but who said it? God sent them to speak on his behalf. Now you can look back and say, it came to pass. What God told me over a year ago, I'm walking in it right now because I wouldn't listen. See, God want us to listen so we don't have to go down roads we don't have to go down. When we don't listen, we end up going down them roads and then we end up blaming God and other people. We end up getting mad at people. We end up having jealousy and envy and and strife and all of this because of something we done. So when everybody else is going on with their life and living the life of Christ, we talking about them. Because we didn't do what we supposed to do. God sent you his word. God said, let there be. And the Bible saying there was. So whatever God said was, 
Why? Because God knew his word. He is the word. God knows he does not lie. So God wants us to be able to take him, y'all, at his word. And we need to be honest and say, God, I ain't got there yet. And the reason why we're not there is because we're not connecting with the spirit of God that's in us. Why am I not connecting? Because you ain't going in the word of God long enough. You picking it up when you choose to pick it up. All of his promises in Christ Jesus is yes. And in him is amen. What do you pick up when your feet hit the floor? What's the first thing you do? Is your mind on being before him? Or is your mind on I got to get to work? Or I got to do this because if I don't do it now, it won't get done. See, when your mind is set on him, everything else get pushed back and you're before him and you're saying, this is the day, God, that you have made. In order for me to rejoice and be glad in it, God, I need for you to speak to me about this day. Because right now I didn't wake up rightly. I can't leave this house this way. I'm going to hurt somebody. Come on, be honest. You're getting out frustrated. Nobody can ask you nothing. But if you go before God and you say, God, deal with me so I can deal with others. God, here I am. God, I don't want to start my day without you in it because I know you're here. One thing that we pray, come by here, Lord. Come by here. God, and as I leave this place, (laughs) go with me, God. He is with you. He ain't gone nowhere. Read the word. I will never leave you. Nor shall I forsake you. I will be with you always. And this is what we say. Where are you, God? We still don't know him. When we asked him, where were you, God, when this happened? I was right there and you took me with you when you done it. God, why didn't you stop me? Because you had a choice. You didn't want to hear the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit said, don't leave this house. You're getting ready to get caught up in something. Don't leave this house. But flesh overpowered the spirit because you're being fleshly minded. A fleshly minded person, a carnally minded person is death. But a spiritually minded person is life and peace. You get spiritually minded through the word. Men and women of God, when you know what ticks somebody off, why you open your mouth and tick them off? So God is saying, God said, so we got to know who's speaking. It is God's word, y'all. So I'm going to turn that around. God said, let there be light. So if God spoke light into existence, that's what he want us to do. He want us to do what he done. God didn't use his hands. Did y'all not know that? God used words. His word to bring. The word has power. When you speak over a person. And you speak negative words. And you tell them you're not going to amount to anything. You're just like your mama. You're just like your daddy. You putting them in a place. That God didn't put them in. First of all, you don't know their plan. 
You don't know their purpose. God knows the plan and the purpose that he has for their life. You scarring them for life because the devil's going to keep bringing the word back to them. You're worthless. You're not going to amount to anything. If you want your life to be this way, let it be this way. So the devil's saying they're giving up on you. They don't even want to help you. They're thinking you're not going to be anything. We supposed to speak total opposite. Even though they're in their mess, we need to say you are a mighty man of valor. You shall be who God has called you to be. You shall succeed in every area of your life. What the enemy meant for harm, God is turning around and made it for your good. Your steps are going to be ordered by the Lord. Because he said a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And he said, if he saved me, he's going to save my whole house. You part of my household. You don't go on what mama did. You don't go on what daddy did. You go on who you are. Now that you're in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you see that same pattern of mama and daddy, you get it out of your life. You let the devil know, I'm not going to do like my mama did. I'm not going to do like my daddy did. I'm going to do like my father in heaven has already done. That's why you got to remind, yo, we got too many Christians having a pity party. Woe is me. Nobody want to hang around me. Nobody acts around me like they act around other people. When you know who you are in him, you're going to love people in spite of how they act. Because God loved us in spite of us. We're going to speak the way our fathers speak. And the only way you can speak that way is get to know your father. Get to know his way of doing things. Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing. Then all of these things shall be added unto you. You trying to get the things, but you ain't doing the first part. You should know that God is already supplied, y'all. If God said, I have already supplied your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why are you speaking that verse and don't believe he's already supplied? But that supply comes through what he has already lined up in his word. Not keeping your hands shut, but opening your hands. Even though you don't have, your heart is saying, God, I want to give out of what I don't have. I don't want to give out of what I have. Get it? Some people give out of what they have. God said, I want you to give out of the don't haves. Because some of us say we don't have, but we have it in saving. But we look at that as a don't have because we're trying to store it up. But when God asks you to do something, it don't matter where you got it. You're supposed to pull it out and do what God is asking you to do outside of what you don't want to do. That's when you hear God, you're doing what God said. And the verse said, give and it shall be unto the verse says. Who said that? Me or God? So guess what people does do when I mention that verse? They put me in the place of God. They say, I'm begging for money. Oh, y'all just ignorant. I did say that. Ignorant means what? Unlearned. See, now you're mad because you say, she called me ignorant. When you don't know what the word of God says, that means, I'll just put it this way. You are unlearned. 
unlearn. I'm just telling you what the word of God say, and you mad at me because when it comes to your money, you act a little funny. And when you act a little funny, that's your God. Money should not be your God. Whatever you have, it belongs to God first and foremost. So whatever God tell you to do with it, that's what you should do. God is speaking. God said, give. Ain't that what he said? That's his word. So we want to be obedient to him because we trust him. We want to give even when we don't want to give because God's words say give. So if somebody asks you to do something and it's in alignment with God's word, you can't say, let me go pray on that. I just don't feel right. You don't feel right because sometimes you're stingy. Your heart ain't right. God will prompt you. He'll let you know even before service what he wants you to do in that service that day. If you're in alignment with God, God will tell you, I want you to give this amount today. Okay, God. So then when the person opens it up and say, I need for you to do this, you ain't got no problem because God already told you. God ain't going to leave you out there like that. So God said, let there be. So this is the next thing. We have to speak those things that be not as though they were. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Do you know what that means? Whatever you say is what you're eating. You're eating what you say. So if it's not lining up with the word of God, you're going to eventually get what you've been thinking about. And it's going to eventually come out of your mouth and it's going to manifest before you. That's why you cannot be around negative people that's always talking sickness. You can't be around people that's always talking COVID-19. You cannot be around people that's always talking what the government is doing. You can't, you got to say, oh, by the way, let me tell you about God's government. Let me tell you how, wait a minute, Miracle Temple, Clem, didn't God teach y'all on his way? He taught you on his government and how his government run? Didn't he do this before all of this stuff came? He was preparing you for what's yet to come. So the ones that have been prepared and kept up with the word of God, when all of these changes come, it don't startle you because you already been fed by God. But the problem is, if you didn't take God's way of doing things, when all these changes came, it scared you. You thought you was going to lose something. God already done written down everything that belongs to you. And the only way man gets stuff, he'll try to get it. He may try to take it one way, but God already worked it out another. So this is why we have to go on what God is saying. The problem is, do we know what God has already said? If you don't know what he already said, you're going to go by what man is saying. So we want to make sure that what we speak is lining up with what he has already spoken. That's all. If you are unsure, you need to go in a concordance. You need to look it up and say, let me see what God is saying dealing with sickness. Let me see what God is saying on prosperity. Let me see what God has to say about my children. Let me see what God has to say about giving. Let me see what God has to say on this. God's word is final authority. So you're going to go on what he said. But guess what? God didn't only say it. Y'all got to check out what God did. God said, God saw. He saw it in the spirit. When he said, let there be light, guess what? Light had not come physically yet. Read your word. He said, let there be light. And the Bible said, God saw the light. 
How did God see it? When you say something, you're supposed to see it spiritually, what you saying. When you see in what you saying, you already got it, even though it hasn't manifested physically. You living spiritually and you going on about your business and all of a sudden the manifestation come physically because you already saw it. I'll give you an example. When God was telling us about this church and people asked me, aren't you excited? No. I thank God for it, but he already showed it to me. So I already knew it was already ours. So I don't need to jump all over the place because God showed me when he told me, I began to see what God was saying. And then he began to show me what was wrong with the place. So I already knew he showed me the keys in my hand. Did we have some oppositions in getting it? Yes, but I didn't let the oppositions define, go against what God said. I knew what God said when we was in the building that was messed up. And when I first went in there, I said, surely God, you don't want us in this place. Look like it's blown up. God said, people lives look this way until I come into them. He said, so I want you to see this place the way I see it. And as I began to see it the way God saw it, no matter what people said to me, I knew what God said. And look, y'all, how beautiful it was. When people walked in there and saw it, already knew what it looked like before it was finished because God told me. This place, when we walked in, it was just red. For some reason, people love red because it's blood. So some churches, it's just red out because they look at the blood of Jesus. But then God said, I want you to script this church. I want you to take everything out of this church. Even the brick that had all the names of it in front, I want you to pull it out. It's about me. It ain't about man. And God began to show me what he wanted in here. The colors, blue and silver. Do y'all know what they represent? He wanted things his way, his way of doing. So I had to go on him. And I remember a person told me, you should do it this way. I said, well, when God give you a building, you do it that way. People looked at me like, oh, she just thinks she's something. No, I know what God said. And you're not going to bring me down because of what God said. See, people try to deter you. It ain't the people, it's the spirit using the people to try to take you off of what God is saying. But when you know what God has told you, you don't come down. So we want to do it God's way, but we got to begin to see what's being said. If God say you are healed, don't just speak you are healed. Begin to see yourself healed. Begin to see yourself doing what you haven't done before. If you're not seeing yourself healed, you're not believing you're healed. Just like the centurion, what did he do? He said, Jesus, you don't have to go to my house. Just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. He said, just speak the word. So he already knew his servant was healed. He already saw his servant healed. Don't come to my house. Just send the word. So if I'm sending the word to your house, I don't have to be there and say, come here. Let me lay hands on you and you're going to be healed. No. Come on. The word works. We can send the word wherever we can't go. 
We can speak from wherever we are and let them know this is God's word, not my my word. It is God's word. It's not going to go back up to him void, but it's going to stay right there until it accomplished what he sent it to do. Come on. Didn't it take Abraham 25 years for that to be accomplished? But it was already done in heaven. So this is why we have to see what we're saying. What are you seeing? When you say by Jesus Christ I'm healed, do you see yourself laying in the coffin? Then you ain't believe what God said. Do you see yourself having COVID-19? Because they say you got COVID-19. No, you see yourself free of COVID-19. You don't see yourself with COVID-19. When they put a list of these symptoms down here, you can't cough no more. You can't breathe no more. You can't sneeze no more. Everything, every symptom is COVID. Those symptoms were there, people, before COVID. But now we're taking COVID and we're using every symptom. Oh, Lord, you got COVID. Go get checked. At you, oh, God. Was she six feet away? Everything got COVID written. That's why COVID is still here. Because we said, come on in. Take a seat. Come on, families can't even get together no more. Because family don't trust family no more. Where you been? Who you been with? When last time you been over there? You got to do contact tracing. Where's your husband been? Where's your wife been? They've been at work. Who they been around? Did they sneeze today? Did they cough today? Did they breathe on you today? Man, and what kind of mail did you touch? How you know they didn't touch that mail? They could have spit on that mail. Did you wash your hands? Did you take off your gloves? Don't bring that up in here. Strip your clothes off. Let, I'm a, let's build a shower outside. Shower outside before you come in here. What did y'all do when flu was here? You come to church sneezing, coughing, feverish. Hallelujah. I'm healed. Even though my body is aching, I'm the healed of the Lord. Don't get too close to me. I'm healed. But I'm here. Nobody talking about flu no more. You know why flu ain't here? Because nobody talked it out. All them symptoms you could be having could be coming from that. But they ain't, they ain't testing that. They testing old COVID. Because you go on what the news say. Every time you turn around, they got a new symptom. Having sinus pressure, COVID. <laughs> Feel a little pressure around my eyes, around my nose, COVID. <laughs> Aching a little bit. You old. But they go to school. If they ain't got no temp, they okay. They used to go to school and cough all over everybody and stay all day. As long as they ain't have no temperature, you stay all day. You spike a temperature, hello. Come get uh, that little Teresa back there. Why else? She's so funny. But she, she she's so funny. She she calling me. We talking Jesus and she said, Oh, 
I ain't calling you about your granddaughter. Holy Spirit already told me. <laughs> Before, when, when I saw the thing, Burger Elementary, Holy Spirit said no. I said, okay. See? But then she reminded me of what he already said. See, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. Give you another testimony on where your mindset is. My mindset years ago was so much on my son and all the trouble he was causing in school. Every time I turn around, so respectful. Teachers say he's so respectful, but he didn't know how to shut his mouth. He'll turn around, hold a conversation, and act like he's not in class. So I say, I'll fix you. I'm going to sit in your class. Mama, please don't come. Please don't come, Mama. Please don't come. I say, I'm coming. I sat in that class for about an hour and a half. The only one that was turned around to the front was my son. The rest of them had the phones out, just texting each other. And the teacher up there trying to teach hard as she can. And they, yes, yes, just texting. They asked the question, yes. And she teaching hard as she can. After I left out, my son said, Mama, you know what they asked me? Who was the new student? (laughs) But I didn't have to go back in that classroom again. Because I meant what I said. If you cannot act the way you need to act, I'm going to sit in the class where you know how to act so you won't be embarrassed. So what am I saying? Every time I turned around, pinned to high. I said, what in the world is the boy done now? Y'all focusing so much on Pender High and his shenanigans took me away from where I needed to be. But praise God, he showed me what to do. So I did it. Long after my son was out of school, I'm sitting at my desk just talking to Jesus. Pender High pops up. Jesus, what has he done? What has the boy done now? Holy Spirit said, he ain't in school no more. I said, hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you. See what I'm saying? Whatever you focus on the most will change you. It brought me some anxiety, people. And the Holy Spirit had to come in and calm me down. And say, he ain't in school no more. He graduated. I said, thank you. Only thing I could do was pray to Jesus. Because he wasn't in school and he graduated. So what am I telling you? Whatever you focus on the most is what's going to come in your life. If you focus on sickness all the time, that's all your body knows is to be sick. I remember when I first met Kim. Kim words was all the time. I never get sick. I never get sick. I never get sick. Kim never got sick. Because her focus was on, I never, I never, I never get sick. When we was raised and grew up, have y'all noticed when you were young and you come in the house with something, if you're throwing up fever, whatever, they say, go back outside and play. You go outside and play, you ain't know what you had. You did what they told you to do, and you were fine. I remember when firecrackers blew up in my ear, and my ears was ringing. I went to Aunt Shirley, and I know she didn't remember. She was in the bed sleeping. I said, my ears ringing, my ears ringing. She said, I had that too before. You'll be all right. Go ahead. I went on. (laughs) She don't remember. You remember? She was sleeping good. Just told me, go on. You'll be all right. I said, okay. 
I ain't bothered it again. Because I took her at her word because I know she loved me enough not to leave me in that state. Now, if she had to come back to me later and said something different, then I would lost all trust in her. But she didn't bother me no more. When you fell out of the swing that you made, don't don't swings in the trees. I was in the tree swinging and I hit the ground and felt like I couldn't breathe. I ran to granddad. I said, granddad, I can't breathe. He said, you all right. You come back. I said, okay, granddad. And went right back to the same tree. <laughs> we believe what they said. But God's word should be over there. When we spend more time with God, we just do like Samuel and say, yes, Lord, your servant hears. And when you really hear him, you seeing what God has said. Go with me to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And listen at what the word of God is saying. 4.18. While we look not at the things which are seen, which is COVID. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So God said, I don't want you to look in the physical I want you to look in the spirit. And when you look in the spirit, you can bring the spirit down to the physical. Because you believe in what I have said above your five senses. And until we get to that place, y'all, we're going to be living like everybody else is living, except we're saying we're saved. If you're born from above, you set your mind on things above and not on things on this earth. You got to say, where is my mind set? If you always talking about what they're saying about COVID, that's where your mindset is on COVID. We know COVID is upon the land, but we don't allow COVID to come upon us. When COVID come knocking at us because they say sneezing, cough, or whatever it may be, you don't say, oh God, I got it. No, you say, get away from me. You can't come here. What did you do when you had a cough before? Hello, somebody. Some of us drowned it out with NyQuil. But that was only taking care of the symptom. It didn't take care of the root from where it came. Medicine cover up. It don't take care of what's going. Y'all better hear what I say. It covers it up for a while. But if you don't change what you're doing, it comes back. But God, when he heal you, it's permanent. It's permanent. The people that had leprosy, when he healed them, he done away with leprosy. He said, go show the priest. He said, I want you to go show them. So this is what you have to do. You have to show people you don't have COVID so you can go back out in society. Because that's the way they protect you. But you already know you're healed, but he said, just go show them. You got to know you're healed before you go show them. You're not going to, to, to say, I'm not sure, so I'm going to go check. If God say you heal, you heal. You only going to let them know what God has done. You're not going to make sure you heal. Because you heard from God. 
When you hear from him, you take him at his word. And that's what God wants us to do, Miracle Temple. He said, God said, God saw, and it was good. Everything that God does is good. The goodness of the Lord leads to repentance, does it not? God is a good God. That is his nature. So everything that God does is good. Like Joseph in Genesis 50. What did Joseph tell his brothers? What you meant for evil, God meant for my good. So anytime you're going through something, God turns it around. And he makes it for your good to let people know I'm God. So don't get upset when things are happening in your life. So whatever is meant for my harm, God has already turned it around and he has made it for my good. But you have something to do in that. You have to begin to speak what God is saying over that situation. You have to begin to see what God has said. And then you can live in this evil world knowing that your life ain't based on your surrounding. It's based upon the kingdom of God. If we keep focusing on what people are telling us. Don't tell people to pray for somebody and you waiting still on hearing what the doctor have to say. You got to hear what God has already said. And if they come back with the evil report, say, uh-uh, that ain't what God said. I remember, and I know my dad and my Aunt Shirley can tell it better, but I heard this all the time when I was growing up. And that's what brought faith for where I am now through the things that happened with my grandmama, my granddaddy, and all of that. But I remember daddy was telling us how granddaddy was paralyzed. And they would have to tote him and sit him down and give him his Bible. But one day daddy said that he just wanted his Bible. He didn't want nothing to eat. And he sat there and he said, God healed the sick. He raised the dead. He done just what he said. And he kept saying it and he kept saying it. And he got up and he shouted. He was healed. Because he took God, listen what he said, God healed the sick. God raised the dead. God done. And he jumped up with a shout. And you know what he did? He went back out to the same doctor. He drove himself out there because he said, I want the doctor to see. Because they said he would be paralyzed. He said, I want the doctor to see what God has done. But how did it come? Because as he was saying, God healed the sick, he raised the dead, and he done just what he said. He saw himself come up. You got this. If you ain't seen yourself healed, you ain't believed that you're healed yet. You got to see what you are saying. You cannot keep focusing on what they say. With your finances, you can't focus on what they say. You got to focus on what God is saying. If God said it's yours, it's already yours. But you cannot contradict what God says. One minute you can't say you're ill, and the next minute you say, oh, no. You got to say, even though my body... Is wrecked in pain. It don't change what God has said. Body come into alignment with what the word of God is saying. And the more you do that, your body ain't confused. We got some confused bodies. We're telling it one day one thing, and the next day we're telling it another. The body don't know which way to go. So we got to trust God and trust his word. God want us to do exactly what he done. 
When things are not right in your life, go to the word. Say what the word is saying. And guess what, y'all? It's going to flow up even more. Because you speak into it. It don't like to be spoken to. It don't. It don't want to be wrong. It want to be right. So the more you keep speaking to it, guess what? After a while, you take your mind off of it. It's gone. The more attention you give to something, the more it's going to give to you. Mary, when God came to Mary and told her she was going to have a child, his name was going to be Jesus. Guess what? Mary knew. I ain't laying with no man. I'm a virgin. She said, but because you said, I'm going to take you at your word. According to your word, here go the word be, be it unto me. And that's when the Holy Spirit could come in. The Holy Spirit ain't coming in until you believe. He came in. He, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was there. He came in and overshadowed her. See, everything was right there working together. And Mary became pregnant. And then Elizabeth confirmed it because God came in and he began to allow her to prophesy. To let her know, you're carrying my Lord. Because the baby in me began to leap. And it came through words. He shut Zachariah's mouth because Zachariah didn't want to believe. Out of the abundance of your mouth, your heart, your mouth speak. He had to shut him up. But Mary believed. So God is saying we got to be like Abraham. Being fully persuaded at what God said. What he promised that he will do. Are we y'all fully persuaded that what we say in according to Psalms 91 will not come to us? Are we fully persuaded that COVID-19 is out there? Other things are out there, but God got us shielded. God showed me a verse in the scriptures. Y'all remember Elijah and how his servant was with him again and he was giving battle plans to the king of Israel, what the king of Syria was going to do. So the king of Syria came in by night and surrounded Elijah. But when his servants saw all of that surrounding him, come on, we would have been just like the servant. We would have had fear. But guess what? Elijah said, fear thou not. It's more with us than are against us. Elijah already saw in the spirit what was surrounding him. So when I got to the next verse, where it says, Elijah said, Father, open his eyes. That was the eyes of his heart. That's why when we pray the scripture, God, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. Thank you that the eyes of my heart, that's your heart, my understanding is enlightened. Your eyes have to be open in order to see what God wants you to see. If you have blockers in your way, strife, unforgiveness, offense, you can't see in the spirit the way you need to see. You have blockers. But he said, open his eyes so he can see. When I read that scripture and I stayed on that scripture, God showed me my house. And he showed me those chariots of fire. Blocking off my house from everyone else. Oh, I said, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, there's no way coming in. 
He said, everything that want to come in can't come in. He said, because when you take my word and you seeing what you saying, I got you covered. You got to see Psalms 91. Quit saying it if you don't see it. If you're going to say it, you got to begin to see that you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. You're abiding up under the shadows of the Almighty. You can say of the Lord that he is mine. You're making it personal. You don't go say that scripture and say, don't let nobody cough on you today. We do it out of habit. We have to make sure we're lining up with what we're saying. And another thing is, you cannot be in the midst of something that ain't right and don't speak to that thing that ain't right. You cannot keep, you got to speak to what you see. If I see something concerning my children, I begin to speak. If I see fear, fear go. You don't have no right there. You leave him. You leave her in the name of Jesus. Because God said, I want you to speak to that mountain. I want you to speak to what's holding your kids captive. You have to speak to it. If they come to you with something, you say, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't God, that's of the devil. Let's speak to that thing. You teach them how to speak God's word over their situation. No, you can't have me. You leave me, headache, in the name of Jesus. Quit telling them, oh, you don't have a headache. God has healed you. Yes, daughter, your head is hurting, but it doesn't have to. Quit lying. Tell them the truth. We have to let them know God's word is over everything, y'all. And we have to use the word. We cannot try to think that we're speaking something on them. We're taking from them what the enemy want to put on them. Jesus spoke to the tree. He didn't just sit up there and say, that tree don't have no feet. I'm just going to leave it alone. Father, tree don't have no feet. So, Lord, when you get time, in your mind, this is your mind. Lord, when you get time, put some figs on that tree so somebody else can eat. You're praying in your mind. Jesus didn't do that. The tree spoke to him first. (laughs) So he said, let me speak to you. He spoke out, and he had what he said. Some of us don't know how the word works. We guesstimating. <laughs> Y'all get it? Guesstimating, not guesstimating. Guesstimating. We're trying to do it like we want it to be done, not the way God has already done it. We have to come into alignment with His way. So when people come to you and they tell you, "I'm not afraid of COVID nineteen." If you're not afraid, quit talking about it and talk to it. The thing that Job greatly feared come upon him. When you get up every morning turning on your television worrying about how many deaths it is or worrying about what else they got to say about it, you coming into agreement with it. When you get up and get into your word, And say, God, what do you want me to say? And you speaking what he wants you to speak, that's different. So let's do what God done. God said, God saw, and it was good. The outcome is going to be good because God is a good, 
good God. Come on and give my hand clap of praise. Now, 